Welcome to The Simple Business Show. I'm Nisha, boat lifer, online business mentor, and 11-year traveling entrepreneur. Through coaching, courses, and this podcast, I help women make a full-time income online without working full-time hours, so they have the time, location, and financial freedom to live the life they dream of. So whether you dream of becoming your own boss and earning money online, or you already do, This podcast is here to help you build a profitable and sustainable business without overwhelm. A business that supports the life you dream of living. Hey friends, I hope that you are having a wonderful day. It is so beautiful and sunny here today. I just finished a morning of chores and food shopping. And it's weird how when we're doing mundane things like food shopping, all of the great ideas start to come to us, right? And as I was food shopping, I thought about the topic that I want to talk about or the topics that I want to talk about on the podcast, this being one of them, the reasons why you are not booking clients consistently. And I came home from Tesco feeling really excited to record these episodes and really excited for the content coming up soon here on the podcast and the free masterclasses and things that I'm going to be releasing to everyone who is on my email list. So if you aren't a part of my email community and you aren't receiving emails from me every Friday and you'd like to be, I would really encourage it because there's going to be free courses slash classes coming out this year that will be replacing all of my other free stuff. One is going to be about how I've built a six-figure business in my 20s while working three days a week and traveling the world. So if you want to be the first to hear when those free classes come out, go ahead and sign up for the Friday letters. I will leave the link that you can use to sign up below in the show notes. For now though, in case any of you actually are quite new to this podcast and don't know what my story is, I want to give you a quick backstory before I jump into today's topic of why you are not booking clients consistently. So for background, my name is Nisha and I teach freedom seekers how to build a full-time income online without working full-time hours. So they have the time, location and financial freedom to live the lifestyle they dream of. There was a time that I remember really clearly when I couldn't afford a McDonald's meal. I remember it was 2012. I had recently started a graphic design business online so I could work online and travel the world. I'd quit my job as a waitress slash shop assistant because I did a bit of both back then. I quit that job to pursue this business, but clients weren't exactly knocking down my digital door. So money was tight, it was really tight. And I remember my friend and I were in town and she said she wanted to go to McDonald's. Now, if you've been a member of my community for some time, you'll know this story, but bear with me. She wanted to go to McDonald's and I didn't want to tell her that I couldn't afford it. So I followed her in 
I got in line. I remember nervously fidgeting with the zipper on my jacket, just burning with anticipated embarrassment. I thought, I'm gonna, my card's gonna get declined. My friend is gonna see, all of the people in the queue behind me are gonna see, and it's just gonna be really embarrassing. So I told my friend that I'd forgotten my purse and I asked if she would pay for my lunch and I would pay her back. Fast forward to now and things are very different. I built a six-figure business working three days a week and traveling the world. I'm no longer a struggling freelancer. I'm the CEO of my company. And I say CEO, but I don't want you to, I don't want you to hear me say CEO and think high pressure, big team, hustling, working five days a week because I am not about that life. You can be a CEO of your company and work three days a week like I do and not have a huge team and not put loads of pressure on yourself, I assure you. I saved over 110,000 pounds in my twenties. The last time I made an episode on that, which I will link to as well in the show notes. It was 110, I think that it's, I have no idea to be honest, but I think it's probably around 150 now. I have the time and the financial freedom to travel for three to six months a year. And I've been blessed to live in places like New York City, South Korea, in a beachside town in Central America, in London, and I can buy all the McDonald's I want, which is not a good thing. I try and eat more vegetables now, but you know, McDonald's is my weakness a little bit. So how did I go from not being able to afford a McDonald's meal to 20 something six figure business owner with over 110,000 pounds in savings? It started out with figuring out how to book clients consistently and make predictable income because consistent clients equal financial security, as I'm sure we all know, that is not rocket science, but consistent clients equals financial security. And that's the thing that is most important to business owners. It was only once I had consistent clients that I was then able to travel the world and live the freedom-filled lifestyle that I craved. Maybe you haven't started your online business yet and you get the sweats just thinking of how you'll get clients consistently and pay your bills without a steady paycheck. Or maybe you already have your online business, but you're not making much money and instead of clients, you hear crickets. I wanna talk with you, with both of you, both types of business owner today, about why that may be. And if you are one of the former types of business owners, the wannabe business owner that I mentioned, and you haven't got a business yet, don't switch off because these things that I'm going to share, they may not be mistakes that you're making, but they could be mistakes that you can avoid if you keep listening. I want to try and share with you today some tips and some information that people don't often talk about online. But before I do, here's my reminder. There is no one size fits all approach to anything in life or business. I know we want there to be because black and white thinking seems like it would make things easier if there is just one path, one solution, one mistake. There isn't. 
the mistakes that I'm going to mention today you might be making or it might be something else. But regardless of whether there is or not one solution, one size fits all, regardless of that not being the case, it doesn't mean we have to reinvent the wheel. There's nothing noble about trying to learn everything ourselves if we could just do it faster with help. So take what is helpful to you from this episode and leave the rest. And now let's jump in. So 12 reasons. Actually, let's go with 14 reasons because I did think of two extras. So 14 reasons why you are not booking clients consistently. First, you're doing too much busy work and not enough money-making activities. When I say busy work, I mean you're putting in the work, but you're not putting the work in to the right things. You're doing things that aren't really getting you results. For example, let's say that you are someone who is posting on TikTok, but you've never actually received any clients from TikTok. And yet you still persist in posting, you still persist with the strategy that you have, and you're putting in the time and energy to creating that content. You're also putting in time and energy to researching the content, consuming other people's TikTok content. And let's say you're spending a couple of hours every day on this. That is just busy work if you have not got any results from it. Whereas if Instagram is a place that is bringing in clients and you're not really giving it much attention, that would be a money-making activity, Instagram marketing, that you're neglecting. They say that in business... 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. It's the 80-20 rule. So it's really going to be helpful if you sit down and you look at what am I doing in my business? How am I spending my time? And of all of the activities I'm doing, which ones are the ones that drive the most clients, the most sales? To me, A money-making activity that is worth my time and effort or the time and effort of my, my assistant is something that either brings in clients or customers or grows my audience. If it's not really doing that, well, actually I'll say three. Grows my audience, brings in customers or clients or builds a stronger relationship with my existing audience. If I'm spending time on something that is not really doing any of those three things, then it should not be a part of my marketing and it shouldn't be a part of my daily routine or that of my assistant. Reason number two, you think marketing, strategy and planning, those kinds of things are just not for you and you're not good at it. I hear quite a lot of business owners tell me, I don't like marketing. I suck at marketing. Marketing is just not for me. I've heard every excuse, and yes, I know that is a strong word, but I'm gonna use it. I have heard every excuse in the book about why someone isn't marketing their services. And that excuse of I don't like it and I'm not good at it is one of the most common. And here's what I will tell you. If you believe that you are not good at marketing and you don't like marketing, you won't do it. 
you won't do the marketing and when you don't do it then you are not going to get clients and it sounds stupidly simple but you would be surprised at the amount of business owners who think they can put in the bare minimum effort into their marketing and still get clients and then seem very shocked when they realize that they aren't that they aren't getting clients and I want to say if there's anyone out there listening who thinks I don't like marketing I'm not good at marketing first and foremost I feel your pain because I used to feel that way too and even nowadays marketing is not my favorite thing in the entire world but it doesn't need to be and I'm not the best person at marketing in the whole world but I don't need to be If you can find marketing strategies that you enjoy, marketing strategies that work well with your personality type, it's going to make marketing 10 times easier. And if you have a plan, a very clear, very simple plan that you can follow, that's going to also make it easier to stick to the marketing. But when you don't do marketing you enjoy and you're trying to force yourself to do the things you don't enjoy, that's when you start believing that you don't like marketing and when you don't do the marketing you enjoy then you do it a lot less and that's when you also start to believe that you can't stick to plans and therefore there's no point in you even trying with a new marketing plan or a new marketing strategy and that leads me on to point number three you haven't been able to follow a plan in the past so you don't bother now how many times have you said to yourself well This didn't work in the past, so I just don't know whether it's worth my time and energy now. I understand that and I feel your pain. But what we have to remember in business is that it is one giant experiment and no business owner on this earth has tried something once and it just magically worked out for them every single time. Business is an experiment And we have to keep trying things, pivoting, trying things, pivoting until we find a plan, until we find a strategy that works best for us. So don't use the excuse that you haven't been able to follow a marketing plan in the past and so you aren't going to try now. Or don't let that allow you to believe that you're no good at marketing and you're no good at sticking to plans because I hate to break it to you but you are going to have to promote your services and market your services if you want your business to survive and the more you tell yourself that you don't like this and you're not good at this the less you will do it and the less you do it the more likely your business is to die so it's really important to get that mindset piece in place to rewire our thinking, to find marketing strategies and tactics that we do enjoy so we can start showing ourselves that, hey, I am good at marketing and hey, I can stick to this and hey, I do quite like this. But you have to try and you have to experiment to find the right strategies and the right marketing platforms for you. Don't let your own thoughts and beliefs, your own brain, hold you back from doing the marketing you need to do to survive and to thrive. 
Okay, mistake number four is you rely on referrals or on one social media platform. This one's a big one because this is a really common mistake, particularly with people who identify as freelancers, who see themselves as a freelancer. I see a lot of people, especially freelance designers, who rely very heavily on referrals and word of mouth. And word of mouth marketing is amazing. I am not discrediting it at all. At all. Referrals can bring in so much income and they're a really great way to get clients. And I encourage you to actively do your best to get referrals. And you can do that, you know, in in lots of different ways. You can make sure that your process, the process that you take your clients through is so professional that your clients are amazed, not just by the work that you provide for them, but by your process too. So amazed that they recommend you to their friends and family, to their own clients. Referrals can be a great way to get clients, but they should not be your main marketing source. Just like having one social media platform that you rely on and nothing else also should not be your main marketing source and I'll explain why. Referrals is something that you cannot control. You do not have very much control over whether somebody else goes and refers you to others and then whether those other people then inquire and hire you. You have very little control over referrals and you also don't have very much control over social media because you're at the mercy of things like algorithms. And algorithms, as we know, are ever-changing, sometimes for the worse. I'm sure we all noticed last year on Instagram, it's it's a lot better now, but last year on on Instagram, a lot of people's reach really suffered. A lot of people with thousands and thousands of followers were now only getting their content in front of a few hundred of those followers. And so when you put all of your focus or all of your business on referrals or on social media marketing, you're playing a very risky game. And it's risky because you don't own those things and you cannot control those things. So if right now your main source of clients is referrals and word of mouth, or your main source is just one platform like Instagram, I really encourage you to make sure that you have at least two marketing sources and that one of them is something that you have a lot more control over, like email marketing. Email marketing is something that is really high control because you can grow your email list really easily in lots of different ways and there's nothing standing between your content being consumed by the people who opted in for it. There's no algorithm deciding whether they see it or not. The only thing standing in their way of reading your emails is their decision, their choice to open and read it. So it's a really, um, it's still a really effective marketing strategy. And I know some people say, email marketing is dead, but it genuinely isn't. One of my most recent clients found me through 
my emails. She signed up to my email list. I emailed the list about my coaching availability and then she got in touch. Another one of my recent clients found me in a Google search. So the moral of that mistake, the moral of that story is don't rely heavily on referrals or social media as your main marketing. Make sure that you have at least two, at least two, I would like to say two to three at the most marketing strategies for your business and that two, one or two of those are very high control strategies. Mistake number five, you seem like a copy of everyone else in your niche. Here's the thing, Over the last few years, since 2020, there are so many more online business owners, more than ever before in the history, because in 2020, a lot of people lost their jobs and a lot of people started businesses. And that's a beautiful thing. I love that so much. I think that more people should start businesses. But of course, The problem that creates is an oversaturated industry. So you have more and more competitors every year. And in order for you to get clients and to make sales, you need to stand out from those competitors. And I see a lot of people not doing that. I see a lot of people just sounding like everybody else in their niche, creating work that looks like everyone else's work. And not sharing their story, not sharing their personality in their brand. And it's a shame because that's what makes you stand out. You are the only thing that is differentiating you from the next business. You, the personality, you and your story. And if you're not sharing those things enough in your content and your marketing, then you aren't going to stand out much. Mistake six, we've already kind of covered this, but you're not doing the marketing. You cannot expect consistent clients if you are not consistently marketing. It's like expecting a six pack after going to the gym for one week. It's just not gonna happen. You have to consistently put in the effort, go to the gym regularly or work out from wherever regularly in order to get the results. And the same thing applies to business. So if you're not booking clients consistently, the first thing that I would say to you is, well, how consistently are you marketing? Because that's gonna say, a lot and that's that's the simplest mistake and the simplest answer solution to you do more marketing but you know it, it is the thing the mistake that i see a lot of businesses making especially people who say they don't like marketing or they aren't good at marketing if you believe those things then you are probably not doing much of it and that is most likely the reason that you don't have clients mistake number 7 You don't have a clear niche or clear messaging, therefore you're confusing potential clients and you don't stand out from the crowd. I was going through a potential client's website the other day and I noticed that she did a whole bunch of different things. There was copywriting and business mentoring and brand design and strategy and all of these different things and mindset. And I love that she is multi-passionate because I am too. And so many of us are. I don't believe that we're here to just do one thing. 
However, when it comes to your business, you need to really narrow down and get clear on what it is that you do. Pick one niche, one thing that you help people do or one target market that you help because the people who niche down are the ones who are going to attract clients the easiest because they are the people who generate more of an emotional response from their market because those people are going to go onto your website, see that you, for instance, only work with graphic designers and they're going to feel seen. They're going to be like, oh my goodness, that's me. This person must know so much more about this industry, my industry, than a regular business mentor who is helping everyone. That's just an example. But what I'm trying to convey here is that that's the kind of response that you want people to have when they land on your website or social media. You want people to go, oh my goodness, this person is for me. This person gets me. They understand me. Because when they have that reaction, they're going to be way more likely to choose to work with you when they are ready than somebody who just works with everyone and anyone or somebody who does a whole mixture of things. There's still a way for you to be multi-passionate and to offer multiple things, but I won't get into that in this podcast episode. That is something that I talk about in my course, Simple Sales School, which you can go ahead and check out. It's my marketing and sales course, and I will link to that in the show notes below. Mistake number eight, you self-sabotage because you have low confidence or you don't actually like the services you sell. This one is a tough pill to swallow, But what I've noticed within myself in the past, because I've been running my business now for 11 years and there have been times when I haven't been into it. I've been selling a service or something that I am just not into anymore. Like design, for instance, I I spent the first, I want to say five or six years of my business selling design services, brand and website design. And I reached a point where I just didn't enjoy design anymore. And what happened was, because I didn't enjoy what I was selling, I didn't want to talk about it either. So if you don't enjoy what you sell, why would you want to talk about that? Why would you have the motivation and the desire to show up every day and talk about it? You won't. And so if you don't like what you're selling... There's a high chance that the reason you aren't booking clients consistently is because that is coming through either in your marketing that you don't actually like what you're selling or you are shying away from doing the marketing because you don't want to talk about your your topic, your niche, your service. Mistake number nine, you consume a lot of content but you don't create much. If you are someone who is always on Instagram, always on TikTok and YouTube, watching, 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 but you rarely ever post, I would encourage you to try and flip that, to maybe look at how much time you're spending scrolling and half that time and decide that I'm going to spend half of that time consuming and half of it creating my own content. Because we are living in a day and age where content, you can't run a business without also being a content creator. And I know that some people don't like that, but that is kind of the truth. And you don't have to create content all of the time and you don't, it doesn't have to be um, on a platform that you don't like. If you don't like Instagram, for instance, it doesn't have to be a part of your marketing or a main part of your marketing. 
But you do need to be creating content in some form or another because content is what will build a relationship with your audience. And it's also what will um, build their trust in you and build authority. So you do need content, but the key to creating consistent content is to choose to create it on a platform and in a format that you enjoy. Mistake number 10, you have no marketing strategy or funnel. No strategy equals no clarity. And no clarity equals feeling overwhelmed by the thought of marketing. And when you feel overwhelmed, you never market your services because you don't want to keep feeling overwhelmed. See the damaging cycle there? It all just goes in one, flows in one cycle. If you have no strategy, you have no clarity. No clarity equals feeling overwhelmed. And feeling overwhelmed means you will never do the marketing because you don't want to feel that way. Mistake 11 is that you are priced too low or too high. And yes, I did say too high, despite what many gurus may say, that there's no such thing as pricing too high. I believe that there is, I honestly do, because your pricing can't just be dependent on what you deem that you are worth. You should never price that way. I know that a lot of people say, excuse me. I know that a lot of people say charge what you're worth but I don't believe that's good advice because your clients don't care what you are worth, they care what your service is worth or more specifically what the results of your service are worth to them. So you need to price based on those results and there it's just a fact that there are certain services that produce high results, really high results, and they're gonna be worth more than services that produce small results. And so there is such thing as charging too much. And in order for you to know whether you're charged too high or too low, you need to know your ideal client inside and out. And you need to know the results that your service provides them inside and out. And from there, you can more accurately price those services. So mistake number 12, you aren't selling what your ideal clients really want or talking about it how they would talk about it. I see a lot of people, and I've made this mistake countless times myself over the last 11 years, I see loads of people, loads of business owners trying to sell something that their ideal client is really not interested in. (laughs) or they are trying to talk about it in a way that their ideal clients don't talk about it. For example, a lot of people try to sell brand strategy. I work with a lot of designers, so this comes up quite a lot. A lot of designers wanna sell brand strategy, but if you ask an everyday business owner, what is brand strategy? They aren't gonna know. Now, if you worded it differently, and I love how um, there's a there's a company called Story Brand that they're they're a brand strategy company, but they never once use the term brand strategy in their marketing. They always talk about it as helping you clarify your message 
so that marketing becomes easier and you can now create social media posts, websites, sales pages really easily and quickly because you're very clear on your messaging and you can now attract the right people because of how clear your messaging is. They're talking about brand strategy really, but they never call it that. And that's a good lesson for all of us because if we are using big words or we're using jargon or we're just using words that our ideal client doesn't really know or understand, then the client is not gonna be interested in what you sell. You have to, number one, sell something they actually want from you. And number two, talk about it how they talk about it. And in order for you to know these things, you really need to do your market research and you really need to know and understand your ideal client. That's a really big part of my course, um, Simple Sales School, is doing the market research, not just in surveys, but getting on a call or a Zoom call with your ideal client and asking certain questions because you would be shocked to hear what they actually want from you. And it's almost always different to what you think. And another really quick example of this before we move on to the next mistake that you might be making that's holding you back from consistent clients. An example of this is I always thought that my clients would want to learn how to build a six-figure business. And I was very close to the sales page for my course, Simple Sales School, being all about building a six-figure business. And it wasn't until I asked my audience if they're more interested in making six figures or 5K a month, that I realized that 80% of them answered 5K a month. Now, if I hadn't done that research, I would have spoken a lot about building a six-figure business. But because of that research, I was able to change my messaging and focus more on 5k months. And yes, I do still talk about six figures here and there and building six figure foundations or me building a six figure business because that's what I've done. But thanks to my research, I was able to write copy for the marketing and the sales page of this course that spoke more truly to what my ideal clients actually want. So if you're not booking clients consistently or making consistent sales, I would really ask yourself, when was the last time I did market research? When was the last time I got to really deeply know the people that I'm trying to sell to? Because there's a high chance that I'm simply not selling something that they need or that I'm not talking about it in a way that makes sense to them. Mistake number 13, you're not attracting the right kind of people to your content and your website. This is sometimes a mistake I see business owners make is, for example, they are a designer or a copywriter and yet they're creating content about business. And I get it. I get that you want to write about business and it interests you or you want to share the behind the scenes of your own business. And this is what I did in the start of my business when I was a designer. I created a lot of content about business, but that is only helpful to you if 
you know that in the future you want to pivot from what you're selling right now into business coaching or business mentorship because if you want to do that then go ahead and create all the business content that your heart desires but if you don't and that's not your end goal then you need to stop creating content that is not related to any of your services you need to be creating content that always comes back to what you sell okay and now the final mistake mistake number 14 you're not good at storytelling or evoking emotion believe it or not buying is usually an emotional decision and business owners that can sell with emotion driven stories often succeed the best Think back to the last business owner that you worked with. Maybe it was a business coach or something along those lines. Or maybe you worked with somebody else, not business related at all. Maybe you relate, Maybe you worked with a relationship coach. Can you remember what it was that drew you to that person? There's a high chance that it was their story. It was their personality. It was something in them that you felt you related to. I can remember the last time that I bought something, it was about a week ago. It was a membership, a Patreon membership. So it's nothing nothing fancy, nothing big. It was like £10 a month. And it's a membership for a relationship coach who I've been following for a couple of years. And... I love her business because of her story, because of her backstory and how much I relate to that backstory and not just relate to the problems and the struggles that she had with commitment and relationships and relationship anxiety, but I also relate to wanting the transformation that she was able to create within herself. And so... I share that with you because it's just a great example of how somebody else's story can impact so many people because even though the market is oversaturated, a lot of those people are not sharing their stories. They're just trying to sell. And when you combine selling with your story, that is how you stand out. And in order to do that, you have to... You have to be brave because it might not be the most, you know, vulnerable story or whatever. You don't have to be super vulnerable and share all your trauma online in order for people to connect with your business. But you still have to be brave to some degree to share your story because it's sharing a part of yourself with your business. And that may feel counterintuitive, but it's how you make a human connection because you have to remember that the people who follow you are human beings. They're not numbers, they're not just income, they are human beings. And human beings connect with other human beings over emotion. So are you evoking emotion within the people who buy from you? I know it's easier said than done for some businesses. If you sell something like brand and website design, you might be thinking, how could I ever evoke emotion within people but you can you can think back for instance to the time where you had 
a really horrible website or you had a client who had a horrible website and then you transformed that website and the client suddenly felt emotional, felt pride, felt confident for the first time in sharing that website with people. They no longer shied away from sharing that website with friends and family. They no longer cringed when a family member said, oh, I I went on your website the other day. They could, for the first time, confidently share their mission and share what they do. And for the first time, they were confident that people would finally see them as the professional that they know themselves to be. That's just an example off the top of my head. (laughs) But that's a story, an example story of how a brand designer could evoke emotion within her target market. So no matter what you sell, there is a way for you to evoke emotion. You, You have to not just speak of external results all the time, I love external results. Like if your website and brand designs have helped people get featured in Forbes, um, go ahead and share that. That's an amazing result to share. But just don't forget to also share the internal results that you help people get because people are a sucker for those things. I know I am. And those internal results are the things that often are the most emotion evoking results. So there we go. That is 14 reasons why you are not booking clients consistently. Those tend to be the 14 reasons that I see the most often. And I will reiterate the most common of those mistakes is people believing that they are no good at marketing or that they don't like marketing and not having a strategy because no strategy equals no clarity. No clarity equals feeling overwhelmed. And then when you feel that way, you don't ever want to do the thing that makes you feel that way. Those are what I would say are the most common mistakes out of all of them that I've shared tonight. Today, I don't know why I said tonight. (laughs) It's because it's dark in this room. The sun is shining outside and yet it's quite dark in this room because of the way the light hits the house. And so I genuinely feel like it's like 7 p.m. or something and it's only (laughs) 2.13. that those, those are the 14 mistakes you could be making and reasons why you're not booking clients consistently. If you would like to learn more about this topic, I have a starter kit for booking clients consistently. It's totally free and I will pop the link in the show notes below. And I also have a course called Simple Sales School, which is a very in-depth marketing and sales course that talks you through how to correct all of these mistakes and more. So I will also link to that. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I will speak to you in the next one. Have a great week.